Alright everybody, welcome to Movies for Lunch with Chris and Jason and Steph. Matt. Matt! <laughs> Matt! What? You're not Steph. What, what are you Steph? doing? What did you do with her? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Steph has abandoned us to Italy it's temporarily. True. And has sent me as her proxy. Yes. A very special guest star. That's yes. how you'd be built the most on this special. episode. <laughs> The, the first and most special guest. A podcast consultant. Yes. Oh, I want to give a shout out before we get started to Kyle at Destination Homes, who is my wife's manager and has started listening. Thank you, Kyle, for listening to our podcast and supporting the arts. Thanks, Kyle. Thank I'll just say that as yes. well. Yeah. Thank You're you. You're a kind soul. Today's a special episode. We're going to be talking this whole episode about the recent release movie, Cats, starring... <laughs> So Taylor many. Swift. Taylor Swift. Rebel Wilson. <laughs> Ian McKellen, if you can believe it. Idris Elba. Judy Dench. Jason Derulo. James Corden. That's Did it. you say that one already? I was going to say that one. Oh, gotcha. A star-studded cast. A star-studded Helen cast. Mirren, probably. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> she could be under there. <laughs> she could be under one of the, in one of those cats. It's hard to tell. Just kidding. We're talking about Star Wars. The entire saga. Everything. Yes. Yeah. The entire everything encompassing, and we're Luke never going to talk about Star his, Wars again after yeah. this episode. This is we're getting we're airing out all of our grievances. We're laying it all on the table. I don't know of a real structure to this episode other than I know we definitely want to talk about the rise of Skywalker, which we've all seen, and none of us have talked to each other about. It's been very difficult. I even saw it this morning with Matt. We've done this now for the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker. We do a bang bang, and maybe Rogue One. No, we just saw that, I think, the day of. Okay. I would have liked to. <laughs> Where we see it at a midnight or near midnight showing, and then immediately see it the next morning, getting very few hours of sleep in between. <laughs> Happened on accident the first time, and then it's just, well, what a lovely tradition we wanted to keep going. And we really do it for our fans. The first view is for ourselves, and then the second view is really so we can yes. buckle down and focus and... and critique We it. bring our laptops, we take copious Just typing notes. typing during the movie. Yeah. How um, mad would you be if somebody actually did that? You personally, Brought their Jason. laptop? Yes, and was typing notes. I would say something. Absolutely. What would you say to them? I'm doing it. Let's pretend. Well, I'm tapping I'm tapping away. Well, I have talked to people before in the theater. Okay. And What's the, the way to go about it is since there's, there's no real method of enforcement on my end, so you gotta kind of approach it like, hey, hey, do you mind uh, not doing that? You gotta be nice. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you, hey, do you mind like putting that away? Because people will be scrolling on their phones and I guess than that. Whoa! But I'm taking notes for my podcast. What, what would you say? <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, I would if if they did not do anything about it, I'd go get someone. Cause yeah, the laptop might be that line. Like a phone isn't as like isn't too bright where you could still probably focus on the movie, but if someone in front of you is on a laptop. If someone refused to put their phone away, I bet you could get a worker to come intervene. Yeah. Well, they, they, have... they probably would, but I don't know if I would like want to do it for oh, that. Oh, I would. You would. Depends on the movie and depends on the my mood. Jason. I don't know. <laughs> Jason is the justice, the movie theater justice warrior we need. I never rest. Well, let's get started because we've got a ton to talk about. And mm -hmm. like Jason said, this is probably going to be very rambling. Going to get off on tangents. So let's begin. Do you want to talk about Rise of Skywalker first and then get into a bunch of oddball questions afterwards? Yes. Random yeah. side. It might be a good segue. Talking about Rise of Skywalker might be a good segue into other movies as we're making comparisons. That is a great point, Matthew. I will say, okay. So a, a great suggestion by our first and best guest. First and best. And first consultant. 
Wow. <laughs> Consultant of the podcast. Double threat. <laughs> Double podcast threat. That's why, um, that's why he brought him on. We want a special treat for all of our listeners at the end of the year. End of the decade, honestly. First, just say, out of 10 lightsabers, how big of a Star Wars fan you are. Love for it? Yes. Or knowledge? Or both. both. Interesting. Do two different ratings. Well, I would say in terms of the content I've consumed of Star Wars, at least what's considered to be canon, I've seen almost all of it. The only thing I haven't seen is Rebels. I don't really have any desire to see Rebels. You've seen Resistance? Um, I haven't seen Resistance either. But I've seen all of the Clone Wars. Okay, please stick to the rating system, Neymar. Okay. <laughs> so, it's on track. <laughs> We're on a tight timeline. Chris runs a tight ship around here. <laughs> As your consultant, I must apologize. Sorry. In terms of Star Wars knowledge, I'd say I'm probably uh, an eight and a half. In terms of how much I love it, I'd say I'm probably a nine to ten. Oh boy! All right, great, great ratings. I would also say probably about eight, eight and a half, as far as knowledge. I would. Okay. Well, I don't know between the two of you who has more knowledge, but you guys both know a lot. Thank you. And more than a lot more than me, for sure. Okay, go. For Agreed. The, go for the. Not just about Star Wars, but <laughs> just life. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, as far as my like love for it, I'd probably say between six or seven. Really? Pretty low. In my love for it, I also don't give it a pass. I've been, I've felt I've been burned throughout my life. Yeah, a little bit of disgruntled Uh Star Wars fan over here. (laughs) Well, I feel, I feel differently towards like how much I, I love it as in like Star Wars being Star Wars and how much I like love how well the movies are made. Mm -hmm. How much I love how well the movies are made is less than how much I love Star Wars as a whole. Okay. And I would almost invert that. I am going to say that I'm a five across the board. I've seen all of the movies, all of the real movies, not the not the cartoons or the comics. I haven't seen any of that. Caravan of Courage? I've never seen that one. No, I haven't seen any of the holiday, holiday specials. specials. No, I haven't seen any of those. And I like them. They're, like, fun movies, but I also, like, don't really have a lot of nostalgia or, like, I don't get mad when they make decisions about characters necessarily because that character wouldn't do the thing that they're doing. You know what I mean? Like You're not very invested in No, I am franchise. not. Not at all. Which is kind of helpful to watch a Star Wars movie not be invested. Yes, I think so. Because mm-hmm. so, I, so I watched Rise of Skywalker twice and the first time I went I kind of was afraid. I had low expectations because I had accidentally seen the Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh-huh. And so going in with the lower expectations I think kind of ruined the first viewing for me because I was just like what's bad about this what's bad about this interesting over analyzing that the whole time but then after i had some time to mull it over at least as of right now my impression was that i liked it and so i was able to enjoy it more the second time not focusing on like what was wrong with it good so let's give it a letter grade rise of skywalker let's start with newman since you already kind of said how you felt well i feel like my gut reaction and then what i'll end up falling on is always different okay especially with star wars movies because you leave them, you're really excited, you're really jazzed about everything. So, um, as of right now, I'd say the movie itself, discounting like everything else in this trilogy, I'd say it's probably in the range of a B plus, A minus. Okay. All right, solid grade. I would say a B minus. Okay. Maybe a C plus. I would give it a B plus. Well, let's talk about it. And spoilers for people listening. We're not going to have a non-spoiler review. We're just going to jump right in. Yeah. Obviously, the movie is deeply flawed for a lot of reasons, I think. Like, just movie logic 
or like plot holes and things that kind of like they allude to but you know never finish and just a lot of confusing elements but i think all star wars are like that like they're all kind of a mess like they always are changing like the prequels the force was different than in the originals and in the seventh and eighth one they're like different like we're always like the force is mysterious and i i don't feel like i really care about the rules about the force it's like oh they can do that now with the force that's also something that's never really bothered me i was never bothered by midi chlorians as a critique of the prequels. Yeah. And I mean, I did feel like the beginning of the movie was kind of a mess. They were trying to set up the finale, which I thought was great. I thought like the last third, last half of the movie was nice and fun and like had some good themes that I, I think my biggest complaint with the Star Wars is that it's such a cool world that they've built and like the characters are cool um, and they have, a lo- there's a lot of potential that I feel like it just doesn't reach. They just draw. It's not the. Pro, it's not a problem with the concepts. It's a problem with the execution. Exactly. Yeah. The concepts are really exciting and intriguing. Yeah. Because I mean, like, and we talked about this a little bit. Is like it would have been nice if George Lucas, but not George Lucas, someone like a George, like someone who could be in control the whole time yeah. and like have a vision for the entire series from the beginning and be like, this is how it's always going to be, like, and just add a little more consistency and help with that execution a little more to be consistent. I would say regardless of how you feel about any of the movies, I think everyone can agree it would have been a better product overall if they would have had... It's clear they don't have a master story going into this. Right. It takes so many dramatic turns from movie to movie. I almost couldn't appreciate what they were trying to do in this movie because the whole time... I felt the movie was already uh, tying one hand behind its back. All this setup had to be done in this movie that arguably should have been happening in 1 and 2. Right. Or 7 and 8, I guess. Yeah. Even if you prefer the J.J. Abrams version over the Ryan Johnson version, I think anyone can agree it should have been a unifying story. Yeah. Like, a one unified yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And it, it was should, just a yeah. me- It's kind of a mess. Yeah. I can't believe how much they botched this. The prequels, it was all poor execution, but it, at least it was one big, like, thought-out-ahead story to some right. extent. Right, The original ones were great execution, but they, it was clear they are kind of making it up as they go, which is which is fine because those are still good movies. They had the opportunity to do the best of both worlds, which is good execution and a grand story told over three movies. And I honestly, I guess I blame Kathleen Kennedy the most. I think so, too. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, figure out who to assign blame to. I don't blame J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson. They both did what they were told to do. I mean, yeah. and it's the same thing with um, Solo, right? Yeah. It's like, they just can't commit, like, commit to something. I felt like with these first episodes, they were trying to get their feet in the water and see what they wanted to do and what would, like, what people would respond well to. Uh And so that makes me think they should have started out smaller, maybe with, like, a Mandalorian or Rogue One and started with that and seen people's responses to it. And then from there, they could see what's being received well and then construct a cohesive story. Because now I think they're actually starting to tighten things up and have better stories, at least with these things outside of the Skywalker saga. But it's sad that that had to happen after they did 7 and and 9. I mean, it just goes to show you, like, how little these executives in Hollywood really know what they're doing. Like, they are they are just guessing as much as, like, any one of us would be. Darts on a board. Yeah, because it's like, you have Kathleen Kennedy, who's one of the most successful producers in all of Hollywood. And you're right, they very much were like, well, with The Force Awakens, it was like, we're going to play it really safe with this movie. And it's going to be 
pretty similar Which to, think, like, the originals. I think makes total sense. Yeah, totally fine. Like, and if you would have stuck with that the whole time, I think people would have been, like, happy, but not, like, wouldn't... I, I don't think they would be beloved by any means. And so, I don't... I, I just, like, it seems crazy to me, and I, I'm, I wonder if how much of this happened that, like, they were like, yeah, Ryan Johnson, you can just do whatever you want. It feels like yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, leaving my opinion of The Last Jedi out of this, I think that if you were to take what happens in The Rise of Skywalker and put it in 8 and 9, that it probably would have looked like a cohesive story. Yeah. Like, 7... The style of Seven and kind of the direction of Seven does fit in with Episode Nine. Last Jedi makes more sense as like a standalone episode. I mean, I think he did a fine job with what he was, J.J. Abrams, with Rise of Skywalker. It's clear that he was trying to be like, I need to somehow tie this into one Grand Nine movie story. And I guess you do that by bringing back the same villain. But there's nothing to it loot that Palpatine is alive in 7 and 8. Right. And Because I see a lot of people being like, we, well, you know, 4, 5, and 6 were all kind of written as they went. But I'm like, sure, but each, even even the twists they had were built on something prior. Right. And I feel like even even The Last Jedi, the twists in that were built on building off of something in The Force Awakens. But Rise of Skywalker kind of had to come out of nowhere a bit. Yeah. And they did all this heavy lifting. Yeah. And so a lot of things, a lot of exposition is just spoken. Yep. Well, and, like, even they have to introduce a ton of stuff that, like, all of a sudden matters and is important. Yeah. It's like, oh, this, like, crystal thing that, like, you have to find it. If you would have set that up in the previous two movies, obviously it would have been better. So, but... I remember reading an article about J.J. Abrams and his first pitches for Star Wars Episode Seven, and this is kind of the direction he wanted to take, was with these different Sith relics and a lot of dark history um, on the Sith, which is part of the reason that Darth Vader's helmet made it into movies and they kind of they kind of rejected that idea and wanted to play it safer so that's why that went out the window um but then you know obviously in episode nine he had the opportunity to implement all of that so what I so I think it would have been better if kind of how we'd said previously if we would have had episode nine spread out and made coherent I like the direction of exploring the the old ancient cis stuff I like because that's a completely new concept like that's that's a new direction that we haven't seen in Star Wars before. So having that spread out between among the entire trilogy would have would have been new content, would have been a new direction, and it's it's really interesting, at least to me. The Sith relic hunting, I think, is such a cool like concept. When I was watching it the second time, I was trying to think of what I would have done narratively. So say like, hey, you're given what you're given, you have to do this stuff. You can't retroactively rewrite seven or eight. What would you do to try to make this like a more coherent? like trilogy and I think I would have saved Palpatine's the reveal that he's even in the movie until maybe like halfway through and I would have made the first half been more about Kylo Ren and the resistance hunting down certain Sith relics and Kylo Ren's search eventually leading him to Palpatine and realizing that he'd been there and that's when you can have the reveal like I've orchestrated all of this yeah. from, from the beginning mm -hmm. instead of just immediately jumping into in the opening crawl it's when it's revealed that he's back. I don't know. I felt like you could have made that feel more organic. There were elements of like them looking for things that I, kind of gave me like a Indiana Jones yeah. throwback vibe which I really enjoyed. Them looking for things and discovering a mystery but with already knowing that Palpatine is there and he's in all the marketing materials I feel like there's not a lot of mystery in what they're doing and I feel like you could have included that more yeah I'm surprised he didn't because I feel like that's 
what he's criticized for is having mystery, and I feel like there could have been more in this. Yeah, movie. I, especially in the trailers, I feel like the trailers revealed way more than I initially thought they would. Like watching the movie, I was like, oh, this is where Kylo Ren flies in in a ship and Ray does a backflip over it. Like I saw that coming two minutes before it happened. Yeah. As well as um, additional things that it showed in the trailer, I'm like, oh, this is this is where they're gonna fight and knock Darth Vader's helmet off the pedestal. I wonder how much control he had over those trailers and how much was Disney it seems like, like people it seems like the directors and filmmakers don't have much control over yeah. that it's like done completely separate because they often complain and I think even Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi someone warned like don't watch the trailers oh it, it was Ryan yeah he tweeted that yeah, yeah. and I, like that kind of makes me think like whatever studio has their marketing department they just take it and do whatever they want to try to sell the movie it did, did you like of... the do it line I did. There were, there were a lot of great lines from the prequels that I was excited Man, to I wish see. he would have mentioned the Senate when it was, like, in with all of his clones, <laughs> like, in there. Is that who all those are? I think so. They're clones of him? I don't know. I don't know. There's a bunch of people, so. Yeah. I think that's some of the strongest points of this movie were things that were kind of callbacks to other movies. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I always love that in Star Wars movies and most, like, sequels where they have the repurpose a line of dialogue. When Kylo Ren has his vision of Han Solo... A lot of their dialogue is repurposed of what they say on the catwalk in the Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I did like that. I was surprised Harrison Ford was back. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah, we I, were we were pretty confident that one of the stipulations for him doing Episode Seven was, was that they would never ask him to do. Yeah, anything. I'll do this one time, kill me off, and then never again. You have to kill me, and I'll never come back. I'll again. smile during all the talk shows, and that's it. Man, I wonder how much they paid him for like a day's of work. I can't. For nine. I can't imagine. <laughs> and you know what? I thought they handled Carrie Fisher's involvement with I don't know how you could have done that better. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was great. It was obvious, but it was handled very well. Yeah. And yeah. like they made it so she had like a pretty active role in race training. I like I really like that. I actually kind of you know what I would have wanted more of? I think they could have done a bit more extended scene of young Luke and young Leia running around in training. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. I was gonna say they looked really good. I was yeah. out of all the CGI that Star Wars has done to bring people back, that was by far the best. And I kind of I think that I actually might have cleared up a lot of the the telling and not showing exposition that I didn't like in this movie. Even when I thought when Lando is has like his little wrist thing and he's showing them like the people's name, he's like, Yeah, Luke and I went looking for this stuff. Yeah. I feel like you could have even included that was his flashbacks of young Lando and young Luke, like with de-aging. Oh, yeah. I feel like they could have done that with a lot, and with a lot of... Palpatine explains a lot of things that happen. Well, I was going to say, because I know in particular, Jason, that you really didn't want Ray's parentage to be... to change. That's true. Um, but I, I don't think that Palpatine was a bad choice if it had to change. Because at least it's at least it's not a Skywalker directly. I would rather excise that scene from The Last Jedi, where Kylo Ren and Ray talk about who her parents are, and have this reveal happen in this movie then have it like it is yeah I would rather them just commit to one or the other yeah instead of going back and forth on what they like I'm sure this isn't it but it just seems like Ryan Johnson and like Ryan Johnson was just kind of shit all over (laughs) J.J. Abrams first movie and J.J. Abrams was like well now I'm gonna shit over all of your movie yeah I'm sure that's not what happened but that's really what it seems like well and it's it's annoying because it's like it's not like Ryan Johnson or J.J. Abrams working at a vacuum. It's not like the Lucasfilm executives or Kathleen Kennedy or Bob Iger watched the cut of The Last Jedi in theaters for the first time and were like, oh, what? These were your story choices? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I get so frustrated about it. I would have been more happy with her being related to anyone if it had, if that's they had committed to that. Right, and built 
up to that because it's it's clear that it wasn't a fake out in Last Jedi. Like that was the decision, yeah, and then the they current, went and yeah. then they reversed it. Yeah, yeah. And it just it's so frustrating because especially because it shows how like the other kids, like the kids on is it Canto Bite? Yeah. Uh, it shows how they have like the, how a similar background, and so it seems like the theme of the movie is that you know anybody can be anybody. Like anybody can achieve it, whatever they want. And I I love that theme so much, and that's why like I liked her parentage being no one. But I still feel like if they had made it consistent where she was a Palpatine, instead of her, instead of the idea being someone can come from nothing, it can be, you don't have to follow the path that is laid before you can choose another path. Right. Where if which she, is which theme makes more sense with Star Wars with Luke and and Vader. That's my same criticism with the prequels. Right. Is he turns so quickly, Anakin? Yeah. He like goes from. Wanting to be a Jedi to killing kids like it's in uh, ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's that's been a problem like the whole time. He honestly probably should have turned to the dark side at the end of the second one. Yeah. When he killed all the sand people. I think a better a, an alternative direction for that could have been after he killed the sand people, he was expelled from the Jedi Order, and that was kind of what pushed him over. The yeah. If he would have been dark the entire third movie. Yeah. And then yeah. like halfway through, he kills kids. It's like. Oh, yeah, this makes I thought, sense. Yeah, I thought the transition for Kylo, though, um, was better. Yeah. All right, well, my question to you Star Wars lovers, the very ending, so, like, we've got to the end. Thinking of the whole saga, are you happy with the end? Like, how it has come full circle, or, you know, like, if you're thinking about the entire saga, what do you think? Well, it definitely wraps everything up. The end of uh, Return of the Jedi, the Emperor is destroyed, but you know that there's still going to be remnants of it. But at the end of this movie, you know that there's no remnants left. Like, it's it's definitely cleaned up, and Rey is the Jedi, and balance is brought back to the Force. So, um, so it definitely is tight. It's definitely contained now. Um, and at least that story is finished. De- uh, definitively. I mean, we'll see what Disney does in 50 years, but for right now, it's definitively closed. I'm, yeah, I'm not opposed to more stuff that's around this time, I, though I would prefer that it would be stuff around the Old Republic or maybe in the future. Yeah, you could go all places with it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's one of the complaints about Disney is they felt so tied to this like storyline that they stuck with it. it. It almost would have been better just not to do this trilogy at all and just do a do something completely different. I completely agree. They keep making things around like the same ten year period, like right. all the spinoff stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Jason, what do you? What are your thoughts? I was not really satisfied <sighs> as a wrap up, and I don't know who to blame. The movie was, it was rushed, but also like too much happened and not enough happened in a weird way. Let me ask you this: of all nine movies, how many are actually good? One. <laughs> 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 That's what I thought you would say. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like the Fast and the Furious franchise to me. You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of... They know no, what they are. <laughs> no, no, no. They're not, not as bad. They're not as bad. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I mean, like, they are what they are. You know what I mean? They're not... Like, one of them rose above I, the... I would argue Star Wars is always trying to be more than what it is. And the Fast and Furious finally accepted what it was around movie four. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of view them in the same category in my mind as like, these are fun. I'm not going to think about it too much because I'll just like not enjoy it because I'll just like watch the special effects in, in the Star Wars movies are so good. 
I am always super impressed by them. What, well, did, what did you think, Chris? I liked it more than I thought I would, for sure. I expected to not like it. And in the beginning, I definitely felt like, oh, man, they're, this is really forced, like, a lot of stuff in here. But, like, about halfway through, I uh, was able to really enjoy it, and I liked where it went, and I enjoyed I enjoyed the ending. And overall, like, I was... I'm. I'm good with it. B movie for me. I I can't help but just feel I'm I'm pretty dissatisfied with what <laughs> happened and I I disliked it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Well, you liked the Last Jedi and I think that's probably a big difference. But I also like The Force Awakens. Yeah. And I thought it was just going to be more of a retread and not as much no, nah, not even bad screenplay. It's a bad story. The screenplay is actually like, like the actual execution of like the dialogue and the scenes I think are really good. But like just the way that the story's constructed, it's so messy. It was a lot. There was a lot going on. I don't think you should try to do that in your ninth movie. I was surprised at how much I disliked it. Wow. I thought I would just think it was fine. Yeah. And Maybe I, you'll come around. Yeah, because even in... I left that theater last night being like, wow, maybe I hated that movie. <laughs> and then I watched it again today, and I was trying to be like, all right, let's like let's let's see, like I guess, what the intent of this movie was re- like removed entirely from. Now that I know where it's all going, mm-hmm. and I liked it better, and I feel like my feelings became more nuanced, more complicated of how I feel about it. Did you think he was going to die when he got stabbed for the first or time? When he got stabbed for the first time. I... People are always like, oh, I predicted this. I predicted this. And very rarely do I, like, think about that when I'm watching a movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I usually that. just, like, just let it happen. Just let it wash over me. What a way to live. I feel like I would Live in the present, that. boys. If I could choose to do that, I would. Uh, live in the now. That's what I say. This is where I feel like why I also like The Last Jedi so much. And I think it's tied to... Like, like we said with my, my rating of my fandom. Yes. I would rather just see something wild happen and be like, oh, that was crazy. And then, like, kind of forget about Star Wars a little bit. I think that's why I like parts of The Last Jedi so much that other people really disliked. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, wow, what bold choices. That was crazy. Would it have done it for you if they didn't reveal Palpatine was in the movie before the movie? It, it might have. Like, if they had no... If that was a complete surprise and then... Halfway through the movie, they all get to the same location because they're all chasing the same, on the same treasure hunter somehow, and then that's when it's revealed Palpatine is there. I might have been that might have been enough of a twist for me to be like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of hoping to get a little more closure on just like the Jedi in general after the movie. Did you guys make out all of the voices that spoke to Rey? Some of them I couldn't, but some yeah. I clearly could. I, like, yeah, there's, I'll, there's I'll never the, mistake Hayden Christensen's yeah. <laughs> clunky Brooklyn-style accent. <laughs> He's the only one who had like unique dialogue in that, too. I caught Liam Neeson's voice. Yeah, and uh, Mace Windu's voice is in yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Mark Hamill's and uh, Obi-Wan's voice is They in had there. both of them. They had yeah. a little... A line from Alec Guinness, the same Ray, probably, from yeah. Force Awakens, and they had Ewan McGregor come back in. Yeah. But there were there were a dozen voices, and I maybe only picked out I know. I wonder if there are any, like, very particular people from the other movies. I feel like they would be I, I heard people. that there's one from the Clone Wars. There's a Jedi from the, the cartoon series. Oh. Oh, is it Ahsoka Tano? That'd be cool. So that would be cool. Yeah, they do. Okay. This is what I wanted to be in the movie. Who I wanted to be in the movie more than anything was Ahsoka Tano. I actually liked that part of the movie. And almost wish they would have leaned into a bit more yeah. of her being like with all of the other Jedi behind her. Yeah. That I think that was the moment in the movie where I felt the most, I guess, like genuine emotion 
of like that's where I kind of felt like the weight of all the movies prior, like building up into this moment. See, and if they would have, if they would have waited to reveal Palpatine till later, that shot of the, her shooting the lightning from her hand, oh, I, that, I still was pretty surprised I by that. But that would have been even that. more of like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that was one of my favorite. Um, and that's some crazy strength from both of them, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure because I remember in the original series, like it was a big deal when they could lift just the ship out of the water. Yeah. And, like, to stop a moving spaceship in the air? I don't know. They just need to build this stuff. That's my whole thing with Star Wars. All right, we got to get rid of this rest of the Star Wars oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. Okay. These are, like, of the saga in general. And these can kind of be rapid fire if we want. Who is your favorite character? Is it too time consuming to just, like, rep- name them off from each movie? Your favorite character from each movie? And least favorite character. Oh, man. Sure. Like, do sequels? Okay. Do the yeah. trilogies? The original, the yeah. prequels, and the sequels. It's less interesting, but okay. <laughs> I don't know the characters from every movie. I thought I was dealing with someone uh, uh, more than a five over here. Well, you aren't. <laughs> All right. Of my, my favorite of the prequels is Obi Wan Kenobi. Mine is Darth Maul. Oh, oh that good, god, that's so one. good. I like Qui Gon. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Jason is so disappointed in me. You don't like Qui Gon? That's fine. <laughs> it feels like you didn't put a lot of thought into that answer, Chris. I did. You're just trying to get us to move on. No, yeah, that's I mean, fair. And that's a that's a fair thing to want to do. And you look, make... I'm going with my heart. All right. <laughs> Sounds like you thought of the first person you could think of. No, okay. I listened to both of yours. I could have picked either yeah. of them. Okay. Favorite character from the original trilogy. It's hard to tie it down, but a re- like a t- off the top of my head response would be Darth Vader. I would also say Darth Vader. I'm gonna go Porkins. <laughs> I think I think some other honorable mentions would be Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett could have been cool. Side note: I for sure thought Captain Phasma was going to show up. I guess she really does I just know. die in the last yeah. Jedi like yeah. that. Yeah, you never know dead. when characters fall down smoky holes if they're going to if, if they're, they're really going to die if they're going to come back. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty half and half. <laughs> okay, Porkins. Yeah. You're not taking this seriously. He's fun. And it offends me. <laughs> no. We're moving on. The sequel trilogy. Favorite character. I guess my initial response would be Palpatine, just because it was it was great to have a convincing villain. What's your favorite character I, of the I, sequel trilogy? I think I, I think I'm gonna go with Kylo. I also will say Kylo. Right oh, now. you gave him the look like you were disappointed in him, but you weren't. He was disappointed because we had the same answer. There's my poker face. <laughs> I'm going to go with the the little Porkins droid again. maker. Yeah, Porkins. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> with the little droid guy in the last one. He's fun. He's That's fun. your favorite character in <laughs> the whole sequel trilogy. Yes. All right, least favorite characters. Right. Here we go. Prequel trilogy. We'll start with Chris for this one. <sighs> Anakin. What's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So annoying. I mean, it's not, it's so not dumb. a bad, that's not a bad answer. <laughs> okay. That's mine. Okay. I, I can't think of anyone worse than Jar Jar right now. Uh, cop out. He does suck, but I'm going to have to go with General Grievous. He was pretty lame. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if the problem is his character or just the execution of it. Execution for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would say he should have been cool and... The distance between what he should have been and where he was, that's how I'm rating him worse than Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. What about Anakin, though? Anakin, he he sucked. (laughs) There's something wrong with him in each of the movies. Yeah. Yeah, you're not... No pushback here. Ah, right. Hey, originals. All right, Chris, start us off. I'm going to go first again. Let me think. Boba Fett. (laughs) 
He could have been so cool, but they just like yeah. introduce him and they just like toss him in a pit. Well, um, my understanding, Jason might uh, be able to correct me on some of this, but my understanding was that while George Lucas was working on Empire, he actually had plans for movies seven, eight, and nine, but Empire was so difficult on his marriage that he kind of just decided to wrap it all up in episode six. And Boba Fett was supposed to play a really big role in episode seven, eight, and nine, but he was just like, "Well, I just got to kill off this character because, you know, this filming all of this is too hard on my marriage, and it, it just took a toll on my personal life. So I'm just going to end it all in six, and that's how Boba Fett ended." Boom. His wife actually played a pretty big role. Yeah, there's a great video on YouTube called "How Star Wars Was Saved in the Edit," which everyone should go watch. My least favorite character in the original movies um, is probably Jabba the Hutt. Um. I'll cop out and say Jabba the Hutt. That's what I was thinking, but I was just wanted some more time to think about it. Uh-huh, think about it, yeah. Well, right. All right, Chris, sequel trilogy, least favorite character. Mm, least favorite. Ooh, I, I know mine. It's It honestly might be Poe. I don't like I don't like Poe at all. I liked him I liked him in The Rise of Skywalker, but it's, especially in The Last Jedi, I didn't like him. Oh, wow. Should I say mine while Chris is thinking? Yes. Mine is DJ in The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Who's that? Del Toro's character? I was going to say that. No, you weren't. <laughs> I <you> liar. was. <laughs> I knew you were going to give me crap for it. Uh, special shout out to Maz Kanata, who I also don't like. Oh, really? <laughs> all right. Next all right, question. Yeah. Okay. Lightning round style. Uh, best opening in all of the movies. Opening. Are these are these two are these two expert of questions? I thought you could handle this. Chris. Just, it, it would have helped to have these beforehand. It's I just, know. I'm sorry. It's hard to it's hard to like think about what happened. That's lightning style, baby. <laughs> Best opening in the series, Chris. Three. <laughs> Matt. Uh, Rogue One. It's original Star Wars for me, probably. Best ending in the series. Best like last two minutes. Three. <laughs> I might I might say the rise of Skywalker. I actually might go with the last Jedi. Uh what is one thing you would never change? Like one scene you think is uh executed perfectly. I guess we'll go over the entire saga. When we'll they, is that yeah. easier? Yeah. Is that easier for when you, they, Chris? When they freeze um Han Solo. Luke, I am your father, obviously. No, I am your father. It's the best one. It's the best scene. I would actually say uh Luke losing it on Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. What is one sequence or, or element that you would absolutely change? I think I might know what Jason's is. Is it when Yoda fights Count Dooku? Oh. <laughs> no. No, but I would. <laughs> I would give so much to change that. Uh, something that I'd absolutely change? I'll start. Yeah. I would want Anakin to turn to the dark side at the end of episode two. Oh, okay, so I that's think, what you're talking about. I think we about. can all agree on that. Uh, well, I, if that's what, if that's a, how we're answering these questions, I'd say a coherent story for the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would say... A bit more ambitious of an answer than I wanted, but all right, I'll take it. That's fine. Chris? Um, I choose to have Chris invested in this series and my line of questioning. I that's am. what I choose I'm doing my best. <laughs> I would kill Han Solo at the end of five. Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. When he was supposed to die. He Return was, of the Jedi. Well, yeah, he, he was, was supposed to... He was frozen in carbonate, right? And he was supposed well, to... Well, initially, dead. his contract ended at the end of Empire, and they didn't know if they were going to bring him yeah, back. Yeah, they only had him for two movies. He wanted his character to die off in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Basically, Harrison Ford always wanted to leave the... <laughs> he was always <laughs> looking for a way out. 
Um, who has the best arc in all of the movies? Maybe, Kylo Ren. It might be Kylo. I also agree. Yeah. I have one final question. Oh, boy. Because Chris is eager to get back to work for some reason. Oh, no. Let's rank all of the movies. Ah! Of the the original? Yeah. Of the, of the saga. Of the Just saga. The yeah. I'm going to go, and I'm not going to think very hard about it, okay? I would expect nothing <laughs> less, apparently. Five is the best. Okay. Four is the second best. All right. Three. <laughs> I almost said three. Doing a lot of work for me in the edit of this, but that's great. <laughs> I'm so Okay. They're just numbers. <laughs> I couldn't follow any of that. All right, I'll. I'm gonna put in the Rise of Skywalker at the very end once I go through my list. Okay. But five's the best. Then. Will you call them by their names? I feel like that. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Okay. This so, is hard. This is hard to follow. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back, I think, is the best. And then A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, The Last Jedi. And then I'd probably put The Rise of Skywalker right after um, Return of the Jedi. Wow. Okay, The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. The Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, then Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, then The Last Jedi, Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones. <laughs> wow. Did it. It looks like I'm the only like Last Jedi lover in this truck. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's my ranking. Number one, The Empire Strikes Back. Number two, The Last Jedi. Number three, Return of the Jedi. Number four, The Force Awakens. Number five, A New Hope. Okay. Number six, The Rise of Skywalker. Number seven, The Phantom Menace. Number eight, Revenge of the Sith. Number nine, Attack of the Clones. Wow, he did it. That's all I have. You can drive now. I'm sorry. Chris is so I eager. He, Chris to... loves putting... Our lunch break is over, definitely. <laughs> sort of. Sort of over. Jason spent half of his work day watching Star Wars and talking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be proved, man. There's no like evidence. Destroyed the emails and the ticket stubs. Do you need to, do you need to trim that out of your podcast? I, uh, I have my doctor's note. Pretty sure there's no manager Wait, that listens Dr. to Dr. Megaplex. Last lightning round question. Favorite lightsaber in the movie? I like the yellow one. In the Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> Matt, it's been a pleasure. It's been a lovely episode, Matt. Thanks for being our first and best guest and consultant of the podcast. You're welcome. I'm welcome anytime. <laughs> you are. Matt's now exiting the car. Bye, Matt. He's closing the door. Have fun. There he goes. He's, he's doing his best force gump wave at us. <laughs> if you've all seen the meme. All right, if you do, you... do you hate our opinions? Do you agree with us? Do you also think The Last Jedi is the best uh, sequel movie? Oh, my gosh. Um, or do you hate it? Do you think I'm an idiot? Do you think Chris is an idiot or Matt's an idiot? Tweet at us, at Movies for Lunch. I've set up an actual Twitter account. I uh, would also like to say, I don't know if we said Matt's last name when we introduced him, but it's Matt N***, and sometimes I call him N***. So if you were confused of who N***, was it was not a second guest in the car there was just the three of us the entire time until next time movies for lunch <laughs>